Hello, listeners. In celebration of the new year, we've been looking back at our top three episodes that you downloaded and listened to the most in 2023. We'll be back next week on January 22nd with new content. But until then, we hope you enjoy re-experiencing these wonderful stories of hope or experiencing them for the first time. Here is your number one downloaded episode, episode number 11, Grief and Gratitude in Our Limitations. Jeff and Marilyn Bills share an update on Jeff's eyesight. Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Meet Hope Podcast. Hello to all of our listeners. We're glad you're here. Uh, my name is Rick. Uh, I'm today's host, and I am here interviewing with uh, Jeff and Marilyn Bills. Hey. Hello. Hey, good to see you guys. Good to uh, be with you. Yeah, and this is a special edition. Uh, we're excited. I'm excited about this. Is uh, yeah. uh, Jeff, you wanted to share an update on your eyesight. Yeah, I did. Um, so a number of years, actually, over 30 years ago now, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's this degenerative uh, condition that um, is in the retina of the eye. It's a, it's a kind of pigment, uh, that's the pigmentosa part, mm-hmm. that forms on the outer rim of the retina. And over time, it moves toward the center mm. uh, of the eye. And um, it it uh, restricts field of vision and it affects my ability to process light. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea that I had this condition until I was in my 30s um, and had, I didn't think I had any um, symptoms uh, of vision until we you know, looked we're, at it later. As we were thinking about it, and I was thinking back over the few years before you were diagnosed, realized that you were having trouble seeing at night. Um, There was a, where we were living at the time, there were steps leading out of the back door that were Uh, white and you would say you couldn't see the steps. And I was like, how can you not see the steps? They're white. (laughs) And I thought you just had amazing eyesight. There you go. Um, So yeah, I had gone to, uh, for a regular eye exam and uh, the ophthalmologist said, um, something about this retinitis pigmentosa. I had no idea what he was talking right, about. Right, and yeah. uh, uh, then I went to a specialist and uh, and found out that I have this condition. The good news for me was it was a very slow progressing uh, form of this disease. Some, uh, In some cases, in many cases, it's much more aggressive and causes total blindness mm. uh, in uh, children and teens. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you weren't diagnosed till you were in your thirties is why it, it's such a, but they, he called a light case. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it, it is progressing. And uh, so there's, there's just been realities mm-hmm. that along the way that, that we've had to deal with. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those realities. Yep. So I know you've been addressing this for, for decades yep. and how, but it has had an effect on some day-to-day things and like in the bill's home. So yeah. What, what have you done, Marilyn? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so in the, at, at home, I, I think it's it's been gradual, so mm-hmm. it, it hasn't really been um, 
it hasn't been a disruption, mm-hmm. but it's been been simple things that like we can't leave things in the middle of the floor. Right. You take your shoes off, you put them to the side. We don't change furniture around. Mm. Um, Unless you're mad at me. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, we discovered a few years ago that we were starting to lose a lot of glassware because he couldn't see the glass and he'd not he'd go to reach for something right. and the glass Didn't would go know it was flying. on the counter. Yeah. And so we discovered that a blue tinted glass he could had more of an opportunity to see. So we okay. just changed out all our glassware. Right. So okay. as, as yeah. a, those kind of things. Contrasts are really helpful. So dark and yes. and light. So we have light colored dishes on a dark table. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then you also Jeff said that there was there's difference in it, it depending on the room you're in. Yeah. It can be, right? Uh, because of the light that comes into the room. Yeah. So the photoprocessors in the eye uh, are damaged by this by this disease and um, any change of light. So if I come from outside to inside, um, I'm I'm in complete darkness for a period of time while my eyes, you know, a healthy eye adjusts in an instant. Mm-hmm. You don't even notice it a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, for me, it's it's not that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the ways that and I've talked about this last time I talked about this disease with the congregation, I mentioned that in the lobby. Um, with all of the glass on a sunny Sunday morning, mm-hmm. I am uh, really all I'm seeing is shadows. Mm-hmm. I can't see any features of people's faces or anything; just just shadows. And uh, so, so that's one of the realities of of it for me. Right, and then you also said that you're depending on the day. You'll have better days and worse days. Yeah, there are good vision days and bad vision days or sight days. Yeah. And uh, so a bad sight day, uh, I feel like my right eye is is not seeing anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and everything's very much in glare. Uh, and a good day, uh, I have a wider field of vision and a little bit less glare. Okay. So. Yeah. And so this is all leading to some uh, Changes, some adaptations yes. that we're making, and tell us what one of those is. So tell us the first one. Yeah, so, um, and we sent out an email uh, end of last week, uh, video that I talked about this a little bit. So I have uh, been working with a uh, specialist, um, an orientation mobility specialist, mm-hmm. since about 2019, um, around 2020. Uh, she introduced me to the guide cane. Mm-hmm. So it's that red and white uh, cane, yep, yep. right? And uh, so that was kind of shocking to me to to have that tool, and I didn't use it. It, it sat <laughs> in the corner for a long time. Yeah, that took a while to, to get around to. And I, I started using it when I was when we were on vacation, uh, primarily. Yeah, what, what I I have. Uh, Lovingly called myself his seeing eye wife. Yes. And uh, <laughs> what I've discovered is when we're in crowds, to yeah. navigate him in a crowd is very difficult mm-hmm. because people don't realize why we're going so slow. And not trying to be mean, they just crowd in because people are impatient to get mm-hmm. from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. When he pulls out his cane, it is like the parting of the Red yeah. Sea. And, it, and so I've gotten to the point now, if we're in a crowd and we're – especially in a place where we're not familiar – uh, I've gotten to the point. I am not going with you unless you bring the cane. <laughs> <laughs> so we have you to thank that he's, <laughs> that he's finally it's yeah. accountability. Yeah, right? there we go. <laughs> that, true. That's right. So that's one tool. Now there's another change. Well, that, one other oh, thing sorry, I want to just say about that. Um, so uh, over the 
last several years, mm-hmm. I have become more and more uh, uh, comfortable with right. with. I don't call it a cane because uh, I don't use no stinking cane. Um, <laughs> the stick. It's, it's my stick. Um, and uh, so it's to the point now that that it's really hard for me to move mm-hmm. uh, around even on a Sunday morning. And uh, and I just feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable. And uh, so I'll be using the stick uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. And so that was part of what led to all of this hoopla around the my site again is just introducing this new piece of equipment right that you'll be using on sunday mornings on people sunday will mornings. see you with it yep won't be on that, the platform right but something at staff that we've seen you use and so but it's just a, another uh yeah. a, a new level you got it right yeah and now it, it said the other one now that the staff is pretty excited about <laughs> i have to tell you there's been a lot of chatter about this oh, is good. another tool that's got there's a possibility yes. that what else are you introducing yeah so about a year ago i started looking into seeing eye dogs or okay. guide dogs and um initially didn't think it was for me uh, but i continued to do some research and um, and your eyes continue to get worse. And my eyes continue to get worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and began to understand how the stick works. What the stick does is it tells me when I've come to an obstacle. Right. Okay. And then I have to figure out what that is and how to navigate around it. What a, what a seeing eye dog does is it sees that obstacle before you get there and it leads you around it so okay. you can wow. continue to make okay. progress. Mm-hmm. Um so I made an application with an organization called The Seeing Eye. Uh, they've approved me into the program, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's an ongoing process, and uh, it could be as long as a year before mm-hmm. I would actually be paired with a dog. Okay, um, but it's it's pretty extensive. Uh, if you know, I continue in the process. Ultimately, I would go to that facility. Uh, up in Morristown, they have a they have a campus there, and I would live uh, with the dog in in that uh, space for uh, three and a half weeks. Wow! Um, so it's a highly trained dog. Mm-hmm. It's a totally untrained human. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the dog's probably been through a couple of years of training and kind of bringing you along to train you in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> and and developing this partnership mm-hmm. and it's fascinating if if we get. Further along in this process, we'll do another podcast. Well, I want to come up there with the dog and uh, interview you and the dog. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So, this you know, this is a podcast about faith and hope. You you both know that. So, where are you? And Marilyn, you, let's have you go first. Where are you both finding hope today? I, I guess I, I find the hope in um, – when I think back on when he was first diagnosed, uh, my first thought was, we can do this. This is not – this is not a death sentence. We had just gotten through cancer. You know, this this is not cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will keep adapting our environment, and we'll keep finding ways to keep Jeff as independent um, as possible, mm-hmm. so he can continue to do what God has called him to do. Mm-hmm. Jeff, how about you? Yeah. So you know, and I knew that was part of this podcast. So I've been thinking about that, and. Uh, was drawn to Second Corinthians chapter twelve, and Paul is talking about his thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. and scholars have speculated on what that thorn was for millennia, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually there's even one theory that it could be yeah. eyesight, right? Yeah. Because we know that Paul struggled with uh, some things with his eyesight, um, but 
in that passage, uh, he says that he prayed three times that the Lord would remove that thorn of the flesh. And, and each time the Lord spoke to him and said, um, my grace is enough for you. Mm-hmm. And in your weakness, you see my strength. And uh, so I realized that that hope is not about happiness. Right. It's it's really this kind of overcoming, um, and and looking ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this process, one of the ways I've described it, it's, it's a series of experiencing both uh, grief and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So there's been this constant. Uh, series of losses, losing things I love to do, have done for my whole life or part of my life that I can no longer do. And so there's a grief in, in losing that, but then a deep sense of gratitude that, you know, I still have some vision. Uh, I had vision and raising my boys. So there weren't limitations, uh, uh, significant limitations uh, when I was raising uh, my boys uh, so I could be fully engaged with them. So, so, so many things that, that I'm grateful for, grateful for, uh, Marilyn and for her, uh, spirit in this and her support in this grateful for the amazing staff and, and friends who support me through this. Um, so, so that's my hope, mm-hmm. you know, just, just seeing God's strength, uh, in my weakness and this tremendous support network. Mm. That's great. Yeah. And you know, you, um, you mentioned limitations, and there there are limitations, and we've yeah. talked about some of those. But Marilyn, can you speak to what are some of the limitations that you have seen, or how not limitation, how you've adapted to those things that are changing? Yeah, it's um, I guess yeah, I have I have trouble answering that because it for me it's just opportunities. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so and I, I I tell the staff or and uh, volunteers in the worship space on a Sunday morning just watch. Watch where he's struggling, and then we'll find a way to adapt it. Mm-hmm. You know, so we put stripes on the steps so right. he can see mm-hmm. the steps. We put white tape on the back of chairs so he can find mm-hmm. the aisle. When there's a communion or baptism, we walk him up on the platform and show him where everything is on right. the platform before the service starts. So it, it is, it it's forever changing. Mm-hmm. So what works today might not work next week, mm-hmm. but it's just another opportunity. Right. And Jeff, for you, you... How blessed am I, right? That's that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So um, the way I... The biggest thing for me is independence. So it's that loss of independence. Mm -hmm. Um, When I could no longer drive, that was was a big Mm -hmm. loss. Um, Although that had been... It wasn't like I was driving freely one day and then couldn't drive the next day. It was... I was driving less and less uh, over the course of a couple of years. Um, And... uh, reading has become a little more difficult mm-hmm. for me. Um, and, uh, so computer work has become, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little more challenging. Um, and, uh, so those are some of the, some, yeah. some of the ways. But, but there's so many opportunities, right? Like with audible, mm-hmm. right. For book reading, oh gosh, right. Yeah. And the way, and the, you can read the Bible, uh, as well. Right. Uh, oh, thank goodness for you. You version. Yes. I couldn't right. have, sorry. I lost it for a second. Yeah. You version. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I listen to the scriptures being right. read now and it, it, it brings them alive in a different way. So I've read mm-hmm. the Bible my whole life. Now I'm having it read to me. Mm. And, uh, so in that way, it's, it's an, it's open it up in a new way. It's a whole new way. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole new thing. Which is how most Christians heard those letters read the first time anyway. True enough. <laughs> True, yeah. That's right. 
So how is your, uh, so talk, let's talk about uh, your day-to-day at Hope. Has, has that changed and how has it changed? Yeah. Um, and again, this is all gradual. And uh, so things have been changing. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm blessed with great support and the staff and so forth. Um, so things like uh, weddings, because mm-hmm. most weddings are off-site uh, anymore. And uh, so that's difficult because mm-hmm. I'm now in a unfamiliar space, right. uh, and I'm being asked to lead, you know, folks uh, in a in a wedding, uh, funerals, similar kind of thing. Um, so, you know, adapting to that, mm-hmm. I, I do less of them, and mm-hmm. which is okay because I've got you know great support. You and Heather and and Pastor Dave uh, are able to do those things uh, when I can't, uh, or if. If I'm going to do it, uh, somebody, some member of the staff or Marilyn goes with goes me with to help right. me navigate navigate through that. Um, so, yeah, those are those are the primary ways that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks have asked about preaching and and uh, uh, do I have to memorize my sermons? And uh, I I can still see the computer screen when I'm up there. I've got very large font and so forth. So. So I do have some prompts, but I do memorize a lot more than than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So now, now, I'm getting smarter. <laughs> <You're> getting <there. laughs> yeah. So you know, there was a moment uh, on staff retreat recently. I think it was in just mm-hmm. this last year's staff retreat. You want to share yeah. that? Yeah, that was so. You know, I never want to be um, a hindrance to the ministry here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have felt that way from the very beginning and have prayed to God um, consistently over the 30-some years. Lord, don't let me get in the way of what you're doing here. And uh, and so just dealing with this condition and some of the limitations that it causes, um, I was sharing with staff at, at last year's retreat my st- struggle with that and my, and my concern about that. And... What was said to me at that meeting, which was so powerful for me and, uh, and, and touched me deeply and, and, and also uh, gave me some insight in, uh, in this process. Um, so it was said, hey, we don't need your eyesight. We need your vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's been something that God has used in me over these years, uh, this kind of visionary leadership. And uh, so it was just an affirmation that what I bring to this ministry uh, is still valued uh, despite the, the limitations and handicap of, mm. of my site. Yeah, I was there uh, and I thought it was a, a great moment. I think it did help as a staff for us to to speak into your life. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm glad that I'm glad that we could share that here in the podcast. Yeah, me too. It was, you know, it was a, a, it's a good moment, tender moment. And so how can, um, how can others, uh, people that run into you in the lobby and see you in the lobby on Sundays, how can we be helpful to you? Uh, yeah. And Marilyn, you kind of help with this a lot. So yeah, I, yeah. I think, um, the, the best thing that, you, that people can do, especially out in the lobby is assume that Jeff doesn't know who you are. Mm. Uh, assume that he can't see you. And so as you're approaching him, it's okay to say, hey, Jeff, this is Marilyn. How are you doing today? And then mm-hmm. ask whatever question you want to ask. Um, 
if you're sticking out your hand to, to shake his hand, assume he can't see it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will see someone like put their hand on his shoulder as they're sticking out their hand, and that's sometimes a cue that right. a hand is coming. Mm-hmm. But don't be offended. Right. Yeah, just just know he's not snubbing you. He really, <laughs> he truly cannot see you. Can't see you. <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing that I that we noticed, we were just away on vacation. And it was a, it was this was a new aha for me. Was mm-hmm. that that oftentimes people will ask him a question, but he doesn't even know he's being asked. That the question's being right um, directed, they're to, directed me. to him, mm-hmm. and so the person will ask him a question, he doesn't respond, and then they look at me like, oh, he must be deaf too, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they start talking to me instead of him, and so it, it is that just it's okay to say, hey, Jeff, this is whoever you are. Right. Yeah. The cues are just a little right. bit different. They right? have to be verbal. Yeah. Verbal or physical. Yeah. That, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And very intentional. Mm-hmm. And very intentional. Intentional. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, um, the other thing I would say in terms of help is um, I know this can feel awkward to f- some folks um, like, well, I don't know how to approach him now. And uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, mm-hmm. and all of those concerns that, that we would normally have. And I would just encourage you to not be, um, to give in to that. Mm. Like, you're not going to say something to me that I'm going to take offense at, um, and unless you intend to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, like, once, once you kind of get over that initial, uh, I'm not quite sure how to approach this guy and just do it, um, you know, then – and it's all good and and we can go from there and uh, so that's that's my concern is that people will feel uh awkward awkward yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think if you have young children children are naturally curious yes uh you know talk to your children let them know yeah this this is what pastor jeff is dealing with it's uh, it, it's even okay to go up and ask pastor jeff about his stick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe on I, the boat yeah suggest some names for the stick yeah. <laughs> we had a guy on the boat who was uh he was on the staff there and had we were like uh we were on a cruise and uh so one of the one of the guys on the cruise uh, came up and said how does that work? Asking about the stick. And, uh, so Marilyn began to describe it to him. Hey, could I try it? <laughs> <laughs> just ripped the stick out of Jeff's hand and started walking around with the yeah. stick. I think he expected the stick to talk to the him. The stick did something. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's a magic stick. Magic right? stick. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So if your kids would like to try the stick, I'd be happy to have them. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, personally, I want to thank you both for, uh, for being a part of this podcast. Thanks yeah. for sharing, uh, these things, you know, cause what I find so important is that here at Hope we say it's okay to not be okay. Yes. And I think this is an example of you sharing what's going on in your life and it provides us a way as a community to, uh, to be supportive, uh, to you, to each other. Um, you know, the being upfront about our limitations, we all have, uh, challenges. We Mm -hmm. all have things going on in our lives, whether it's spiritual or emotional or relational. And so when we can, uh, be upfront with each other, I think it just makes, uh, it makes a community healthy. It really does. And there's the hope. You ask where the hope in this is. There's where the hope is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we want to be there for each other. I know people want to be there for me and, and that is such a gift. And I want to be there for folks as well. Rick, you do in Maryland. Um, and, uh, and, and so you can talk about the things that you may be struggling with. Like you said, whatever area of your life that Mm -hmm. may be, uh, 
so that we can come alongside and yep. we can support you. Yeah. And uh, so that's been the story of hope for, for 32 years yeah. and, and I'm living it. So, mm. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, so thanks. thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Marilyn. And uh, thank you. Thank you, listeners. And be sure to check out the show notes. If you'd like more information, we have links there for retinitis pigmentosa, mm. as well as you can check out the seeing eye dog. Excuse me, the seeingeye.org, not right. dog, <laughs> seeingeye.org. There you go. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.